It's another episode of the podcast. I'm Val Gravel. Ray Gravel. I'm very large. And we're back. We're back. It's Minnesota again. More Minnesota sports, more Minnesota culture. You can't get enough of it. You sick little freaks. You liked three episodes and you're back for a fourth. You little piggy. We're all natural Minnesota, baby. <laughs> uh, I would just like to, speaking of oh natural, I would like to acknowledge the fact that last week, not since the magnificent Ambersons, has a piece of media been so heavily edited as last week's episode. A lot of studio interference. An hour and 20 minutes of recording became 38 with drops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, and the theme song. Have you guys seen the new Sierra Mist? I forget what it's called. Uh, is it called Mountain Dew? No, 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 no. It's a Pepsi. It's Pepsi Sprite. But yeah, it yeah it's called, it, It's something like Splash or something along yeah, those lines. Because they discontinued it, Sierra yeah, Mist. It, isn't Splash a thing they're bringing back? I don't know. I can, Splash? I'm or, a, or am I thinking of Squirt? I am, I am going to look this up. You're thinking of Squirt? Yes. I, you can buy Squirt these days. Yes, that is an existing thing, I believe. I had a... I they, you know, they put they put Squirt in a can and you can buy it <laughs> at the store. It is, and it's also piss. No, it's got like other compounds in There's it. There's some piss in it, sure! <laughs> <laughs> Only a little bit. Just I'm a little. Lie to you and tell you there's no piss. <laughs> it comes from the same place, but it's not the same. I promise it's not all piss. <laughs> That's I'm not gonna serve you a can of piss. <laughs> I have found it. It's it's called Sorry Soda. No, yes. not buying Sorry. it. Sorry, I'm not buying Dude. it. Different it's from the Sprite? mellow yellow to to Mountain Dew. Like, you know, like Sprite is. <laughs> You can't beat Sprite. I worked for a guy right. that his favorite soda was Sundrop, and we worked at this. I worked at. The, I worked for him at a restaurant he owned. Whoever he got the pop machine bags from didn't carry Sundrop. So what he would do is he would have cases of Sundrop shipped in. So you could buy cans. Yeah, you're, at not, the restaurant. you're not supposed to. And no one and no one did. Yeah, no he one. just drank all of it. <laughs> this, is just, of, this is just for me. <laughs> but out of the cooler in the front of the building, he would just like walk out and grab another one. It's like that hillbilly bar near uh, that Boy Scout camp where you could just get like Budweiser out of the cooler. And that's all they had. At the at the Morris Minnesota VFW, I haven't been in years, but when the last time I was there. They served shots in Dixie cups, and they only had cans. <laughs> and they had like they served beer out of what you would they would also bring to like their kids' little league games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a big Yeti cooler. It was just rail vodka in Dixie cups and canned Miller Lite. Maybe some hams. Did the whole town come around? Uh, it was. I would say it was the third most popular bar in town. Okay. They're not doing too bad. The, the Met Lounge is actually, who was it owned by? It was owned by a major league ball player who was from Morris. I don't remember his name. Played for the Mets, hence the Met Lounge. It was David Wright. It was it was it David Cohn. It's Giannis Cespedes. It was it was, it was Al Leiter. Keith Fernandez. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised Keith Fernandez didn't make. Let's talk about the Hall of Fame. Okay. There's not a lot of. There is Twins news, but I want to talk about the Hall of Fame first, and it came up. There's some Twins people we can relate to the Hall of Fame. Anyway. Uh, but I contend that Keith Hernandez deserves to be in Cooperstown if for no other reason than he fucked Elaine Bennis at the height of her powers. Yeah, dude, she is, she is really hot in that show. 
Wow. She's hot, full stop. The type of aging you have when you're a dynastically wealthy person. I don't remember exactly what her... Isn't she like a DuPont or something weird like don't that? Don't ever talk about her that way. <laughs> I just know that she's part of... It's like how Rene Auberginois is uh, related to Napoleon. Don't talk about him that way. I'm looking at the ballot right now, just kind of to get a... Yeah, what percentage of votes is that? So we only Scott Rowland. Scott, yeah. Just Scott so, Rowland. Is there anybody that's off the ballot now that didn't make it at all? So yeah. I'm definitely just looking at a list of names. Okay. So I'm not positive about that. I'm I'm just kind of looking at as far as if I think I'm surprised about any of these not getting in. And I mean, some of them are obviously controversial names. It's, yeah, it's going to be the steroid guys. Things like Alex, Trev- like Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, very much. One of us. As, yeah. as we know, noted, noted, uh, uh, honor- noted one of us. Honorary minister. <laughs> um, yeah, Manny Ramirez. Just going back one second, Jerry Kuzman from the Miracle Mets. Mm. Owns, or he opened the Met in Morris, Minnesota in 1969, the year he won the World Series. But now some other people own it because he's dead, I think. Oh. Is Jerry Kuzman dead? I don't I Couldn't tell you. It's got to be. Anyway, who is, yeah, so who are we looking at? Jim um, uh, uh, Scott Rowland. He's alive. Scott Rowland. <laughs> Jerry Kuzman is 80 years old. He's alive. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> He's alive. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, Jim Edmonds is alive. Good. Uh, yeah, dude. Roy Halliday's not. Has anyone oh, gotten into the Hall of Fame and died before their induction? Do you mean like between being voted in and being inducted? Yes. Probably. I, I don't know. That'd be so funny. That's such a base, like a weird baseball, Boy, like end of your life. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like a Bill Buckner move. <laughs> like a Bill Buckner. He blew it once again, folks. He yet again, right through the legs. Um, did. But, but moving along. Continuing to look at this list, just wondering what we think of some of these. Uh, a big one that I've been hearing about is Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent did not get in. Doesn't scream Hall of Famer to me. Yeah. I don't really have a huge opinion either way. That, that's just kind of the second baseman home runs, I believe. Yeah, that's, I, I feel like. I feel like that's what most people say, like when you. That's at least the one that I'm hearing the most about. Him and Tori Hunter seem to occupy the same space of like guys who almost should be in the Hall of Fame, but, Maybe, yeah, but sure. are not quality. I don't feel like Tori <clears> had much of a chance, honestly. I think there are guys on this list that would have gone in over I feel like So I feel like Tori Hunter is like a fan favorite. Let's talk about... Let's, yeah. This is actually something I find so interesting. So I think in Minnesota, people would rather have Tori Hunter in the Hall of Fame than Joe Mauer. Oh, there is I think, absolutely at I least think, one person. I think there are some people in Minnesota that genuinely think Tory Hunter has a more deserving case than Joe Mauer. Sure. <laughs> and because I think people think Joe Mauer is such a loser. <laughs> they blame Mauer and not Tory Hunter for some reason. Also, Tory Hunter did not play center field his whole career. I'm sorry. He's not that valuable. He was a right fielder for like six years. Not as valuable as Mauer was. Not even close. No. Yeah, I, I think I think you. I would agree with you in that. I I do think that that is a. But a, my, people have very fond memories of Tori, and for some reason, people uh, um really downgrade how great Mauer was. I think um I think people use the his latter years. 
like yeah. overshadow his good years and they forget how insane he was uh, would... for a time like his I'm sorry folks his stats at the time would blow Luis Arises out of the water True. when he was when he was winning batting titles uh, he wasn't hitting 316 and Bauer was faster probably and a much probably better. a better second baseman too. <laughs> he was probably yeah, he was probably definitely yeah. just better defensively yeah. as per their use as a player. He was a great catcher for when he when he caught. He was a solid first baseman. Mauer absolutely he, should be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. I think so. Whereas Tory Hunter, I think has he's like a to use a Bill Simmonsism. A, a, he is a classic Hall of very good. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Oh, because really? people talk about um. Andrew Jones is another. He's on. Very, he was on the list as well. Very He's, contentious. Sure. And people would be like, "Well, why would Andrew Jones make the Hall of Fame and not Torrey Hunter?" And the answer is because Andrew Jones is the one of maybe the best center fielder ever. Andrew Jones was <laughs> the a, best. Andrew Jones was a way ever. better off, offensive player than Torrey yeah, Hunter was. Yeah, he was. I think people over like overblow Torrey's offensive output. Yes, a lot. and you know what's because well, he was because he was the best hitter. He was one of the best hitters on the Twins at a time when we were not a good offensive team. True. Yeah. But he was one of the best yeah. bats that, that the Twins had. He was the relative one of the big sluggers for the most. And, I mean, let's be honest. I think there's a big gulf here in charisma. That's true. Sure. I think a lot of that... Tori's got the, the smile. He's got the great smile. He's a great quote. And, and Joe Maurer is an autistic singles machine. <laughs> Like there's, and he made more money. And I think between the two of those things, more well, per, what was Tory Hunter's slugging percentage compared to Maurer's? It's got to be higher, right? I don't think that would be true. Mostly okay. because Maurer's a uh, batting average makes up for it. Yeah, whatever. True. It's not like Tory Hunter was hitting thirty five dingers a year. How many? No, you know but he I mean? that that yeah. But like what I was saying before is but like he would hit like he would were. hit like twenty a year. Yeah. Which on on like the two thousand five twins was like holy shit. Nobody can do that except for Tory Hunter and Jock Jones. As I yeah. recall, the third aspect of this that I wanted to mention is full disclosure. I worked at Target Field during those years Tory came back mm-hmm. at the end of his career I mean like I'm, I don't want to judge the guy too harshly for having a mediocre last two years of his career but just from the games I saw let, let me tell you something no one underran more catchable balls in <laughs> left field and was not dogged for it by anyone than Tory Hunter those two years, but that's the thing is like literally this locally, the sun was really shining out of his ass. Yeah, I mean he was always when I was a little kid. I remember him being my favorite, one of my favorites. He, yeah, he, he robbed home runs. He did and shit. He robbed home runs. He always crashed into the wall. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it was just cool. It was it was a little ahead of his time, honestly. He's a very twenty twenty three center fielder. He's big and strong. Grip it and rip it. Just no regard for human life running into the center field wall. Yeah, especially he played at the, at a time at uh, the Metrodome where it was a big baggie out there and you yeah, could yeah, just yeah, go flying into that thing. Oh. He made a he made a leaping catch against the wall 
at the first game I ever went to, and it was like, oh, he's my favorite player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was eight years old, and I was like, oh, he's so cool. Well, and the thing is, is something that drives me insane about Byron Buxton criticism, which we'll come back to later. He doesn't run into the wall enough, or he runs into it too much, or he runs it into it, do it wrong. Too. Yeah. Because he's always being compared to Tory Hunter, I think unfairly for that. Especially coming in is ten times the defender Tory Hunter ever was. Mm-hmm. When he's injured, when he's on one leg, he's better at making catches in the gaps in short center than Tory Hunter ever was. Yes. He's probably robbing more home runs over the wall. I don't know that. I haven't looked it up. But Torrey Hunter is running was running into an entirely different wall. Absolutely. And I just feel like that really gets omitted from every conversation I see or hear about it. Yeah, it's something where it's like he would yeah. you run into that wall and you you see the entire wall move. It like <laughs> ripples. It ripples. <laughs> Although, to be fair, he was playing in the t- on the turf in the and dome. that that does so fuck your knees. knees up. Uh, yeah. True. Were probably, so you know, half and six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. I suppose. I'm just saying that running into this target field wall is much harder to bounce back from, literally and figuratively. It's simply yes. one of the easiest things the team could do to improve uh, their winning percentage is just padding the wall more. <laughs> Absolutely. Frank, very friendly. This is a low cost. Right. Do you remember Fits. when Target Field opened? Uh, who was in right? Was it still Kadire? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, in, he he was, was in the ads for it with He Mornon was spooked by that wall. I don't. Do you guys remember that? He had no idea how to. He had no oh, idea. Because he to was play. used to playing off the baggie. And he, it fucked his whole game sure. up. Because that's one thing that Kepler does really well is he's gotten really good at playing that wall. He's gotten really used to it. He played in front of it his whole career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be fair to Dyer, he was probably stretched in right anyway, and they threw him out there, and I'm like, keep in mind, you're running into limestone. (laughs) It'll hurt. This might sting a little. Yeah. And there's a roof over your head for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, because Kepler's been out there for years now, and he's just kind of... You can tell that he's just used to it. He knows how it works. He's an athlete. He knows how to read it. And, like, I have a lot of criticisms of him. I don't particularly like watching him bat. (laughs) He is a very athletic defender. He plays the right way. You know, he's a real uh, German ballerina out there. He's got great feet. Back to the Hall of Fame. I don't think Maurer's ever going to get in. He might get in at the very end when, like, the Maybe. players vote for you, the way Bly Levin got it. Sure. I think... I think he's... Got, I, I hope he's got the best chance with, of all the guys. With such a crapshoot, so many cranks have fucking... Yes. ...votes where... So it's like, who... There are so many just, like, protest votes where these guys get to stick up their ass or just like, I'm actually not going to vote for anybody. If Jim Suhan has a vote, he won't vote for Maryland. Like, a guy who's not going to... Probably won't ever get voted in is a guy like Billy Wagner... Yeah, and Billy yeah. Wagner, if you're gonna be, the, if we're talking about like hall, like museum level relief pitchers, Billy Wagner is one of them. He was incredible. He was up for it this year, right? Yes, yeah. he was. And and I remember there was some big spat on Twitter about this guy. It was just like, why would you ever vote for Billy Wagner? He has so little war. It's just like I don't know what you're. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for, man. What do you want? What are you, you talking want. about? I mean, yeah. 
Yes. Uh, it's a museum. Again, it's a museum. Speaking of, eliminated from eligibility this year was one Mr. Barry Bonds. Mm. Yeah, a complete travesty. A travesty. Yeah. Really. A miscarriage of justice. Truly the most dangerous man on the planet. Yeah. Like, one, also won three MVPs before any of this stupid fucking bullshit yeah, about the steroids. It's so... It's so pathetic. Oh, he never won a World Series. Well, the one World Series he did go to... He hit like the furthest ball I've ever oh, seen. Ab- obliterated. Again, like he, anytime the Angels did allow throw a pitch in the strike zone, he hit a home run. Yeah, pretty it's, much. it's really people were terrified. If people were terrified of you, then you should be in the museum about it. Yeah, that shit. That shit's so stupid. I, I think it's really dumb that that people are left out because of guys getting sticks up their asses when it's like. He has hit the most home runs ever in in two senses. He was a Hall in a single season and just ever. If I could make sort of a an outre comparison for a second, they talk about the Holocaust in museums. The Holocaust, bad stuff happens in museums all the time. In fact, the Holocaust has its own museum, more <laughs> than it, one. It has a lot. It has a lot of museums. What I'm saying is, Barry Bonds is deserving of having his own museum. Right. He should certainly be in the baseball. Museum. You know what? You know what? We should actually make this this whole ba- our Hall of Fame discussion. The I hate the media segment. Oh. He's coming this way. Quick, swing the camera around. <laughs> I hate the media. <laughs> Because the reason Barry Bonds, the people will say it's because of the steroids thing, but I think it's because the writers are soft babies. Yeah. They, Barry Bonds was... He didn't show remorse no. to them specifically. And throughout his whole career, he he hated journalists. Yeah. He was a dick to spa- sports writers. And they yeah, absolutely hold that against him. I, absolutely. I generally think the comic book series Saga got a little soy and I stopped reading it but I, there's one sentence from it that's has stuck with me since the day I read it which is I forget the context entirely but someone says no writers deserve to die except sports writers <laughs> some of the least Absolutely. impressive journalism ever accomplished I do not care that you sent some text messages to agents who told you. Or, and you know what? All of the guys not voting for Barry Bonds didn't have cell phones. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They weren't texting Barry Bonds. They just, they observed this man from afar. They probably asked this guy why he's why he uh, disrespects the game or whatever, or why he doesn't act more like Bobby or Willie Mays. <laughs> why can't he just be, be like, how will you leave me the fuck alone? Yeah, go away. Go away. If you're going to tell me that he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, then when I was however old I was when he broke the, the all-time record, why did I stay up to watch it? Yeah. And why did they make a huge fucking deal out of it to a point where they stopped the baseball game? Hank Aaron. He hit the home run. The crowd went nuts. He went around the bases. The game stopped. They did a thing of Hank Aaron on the Jumbotron and his family came out. It's like, okay, uh, clearly, this is a big deal, folks. You're going to tell me that this doesn't matter? And I'm going to say it's it's not that compelling for any one of us to make this point, but it is sort of the elephant in the room, and I I'll, we'll address it quickly. There's a very ominous subtext to this of a bunch of cranky white guys criticizing a man for how his body looked and changed. Mm. You know, his what I head mean? grew three sizes. His head grew three sizes, and and that's weird. 
But it's not. Look, who cares? It's who, not my problem. Get over it. He did what he needed to do. Why be why why people gotta be so mad if he didn't even win the World Series? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was just excited. Do you you know how many people, all those people in fucking kayaks out in Covey Bay? Or what is it called? Covey 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 Bay. Covey Bay. Uh, and come over here to, to Bay Lake Cove. <laughs> it's just so tiring to have to see Hall of Fame discourse every year when like every year it just becomes clearer and clearer that we're... It's a joke. I can't put myself in his shoes, but if I were Barry Bonds, I'd almost be relieved I don't have to get trotted out. I don't have to go make a speech in front of all these fucking people who hated my guts. No, no, I mean, I mean, uh, I'm relieved that every year for a month, a certain part of Twitter doesn't become a a big discussion of my morality and my legacy. Just, I, I, like, I'm not a celebrity, but it must, I would think it was a relief just to stop having to hear about it. He's just like, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens not being in the Hall of, maybe the best hitter and the best pitcher of my lifetime. I hate Roger Clemens. I hate him. He should be in the fucking Hall of Fame. Yes. He threw 20 strikeouts in a goddamn game once, folks. That's insane. You're going to pretend it didn't happen? Here's a cliche about the museum angle, but like, those who do not learn from their history are doomed to repeat it. You know what I mean? There should be a whole, even just a wing, a whole yeah. wing of the museum that talk that contextualizes that. Do the pe- yeah. do the cheating wing, the cheater yeah. wing, absolutely. The you white have, beater you wing. You could have Joe. Uh, or just just that specifically that era, like yeah. between between him, Sosa, McGuire, like. Basically, the start with the home run race. The you can start with McGuire and Sosa's home run race to when Barry Bonds retired, or what, like oh four or whatever. Call that the the quote unquote PED era, the Mitchell Report era, or whatever. Sure. And then just be like, yeah, this is what this was about. Also, it wasn't illegal when they did it. Yeah. So you know what? The other thing is, is all of that shit looms over everyone else because I'll tell you what, I think. Had the broadcasters not had to pretend it wasn't happening, mm. the the Aaron Judge season this year would have been a lot more exciting if we weren't constantly comparing it, right to this <clears throat> to this unspoken other. Because if we're being yeah. if we're actually being honest with ourselves with what the record books actually say, uh, Aaron Judge did not come close to setting the single season. No, it's just. It, yeah, but the fact that you have to claw—he didn't even come close. It's the same thing with the. It's the same thing they did to Roger Maris, Minnesota legend. Yeah, qualified it eight more games. They got to uh, qualify everything, and it's like even after they changed how many games there were, that record stood for years. Yep, he was an exceptional person. Right, take the asterisk off. Luis Gonzalez was hitting, taking steroids. He hit 57 home runs one season. Look at the rest of his career. It's not very impressive. He hit a game-winning single in the World Series. Yeah. Well, yeah, one of the best moments of all time. The and Yankees it, losing the 9-11 World Series. Luis Gonzalez putting two in the back of the head of all of New York. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody brings nobody brings that up as like a way to diminish his legacy. Right. I don't hear that. Because even, even though it's, it wasn't a home run, it would be different if it was a home run. If he hit a walk-off home run, that was just a bloop single. Right. But still, you'd think that people who hate, who are so anti-PEDs, 
they'd see a, a known steroid user getting a walk off in the World Series, and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm kids, I'm those It's like, no, they don't. They don't care because he doesn't have the home run record. Also, the thing <laughs> I think that really, really destroys the whole like we can't have very. It's like David Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame, and David Ortiz guilty. Guilty. guilty, found guilty of cheating using PEDs. So it's like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Because he broke the curse in Boston or whatever. Who fucking cares? Because he did the Boston Marathon. This is dark fucking city. Bullshit. Who cares? None of this stuff is real. It's all made up arbitrary morality bullshit. Just fucking let him. Let the guys who cheated in. We just want the we want the best players. We want to remember the best players that were really. Like, you want to tell me that, that like, Manny Ramirez doesn't right. belong in the Hall of Fame? Like, oh. I remember watching him in the World Series. He's one of, like, the, the best players of my childhood. One of, like, the most interesting to watch Manny in my childhood. Manny Oh, that's, my God. That's ridiculous. And, and, but it's like, and, like, Scott Rowland, really good ball player. I'm not going to say he doesn't deserve it. But, like, then looking at the, the rest of this list and, one, some of the French guys that didn't get in and some of – and guys like that where it's like, come come on. Come on. Be Barry old. Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, yeah. Roger A-Rod. Clemens. A-Rod won the MVP for a team that won 60 fucking games. Ridiculous. You know who's a lock to get up? Just a lock to get into the Hall of Fame. And, and frankly, they should rename the Hall of Fame after him. It should be the fucking Pedro Martinez Hall of Fame. Oh. Just... I assume he isn't. He is in the Hall of Fame already. He's past his eligibility. No, but they should name it after oh, him. And yeah. instead of his portrait, the fucking plaque should be him rolling Don Zimmer off the fucking mound. Like, get the fuck out of here. I, it's almost like a judo move. That was you the, just, like, I like, because in 2004, I, I did like I remember Red seeing Sox. that happen yes, in 2004, and I came to my feet. I've said, I've said this. Leave him alone! <laughs> I've said this before, that 2004 was like the year that I started watching sports. So that was one of my like first yeah. real memories is watching that 04 Red Sox team. So I like, I don't like the Red Sox now. I've gotten sick of them. But especially at the time, it was like, wow, this this team's cool. You have to admit, that was one of the most magical seasons. I didn't it was have, amazing. And I didn't know any better to find Boston like an annoying place full of annoying people. That I hate. It was the, um, the Patriots had just started winning. And, yeah, yeah. And, and the it Bruins, was not the Bruins and Celtics yeah. didn't start winning again until after the Red Sox did. Plus, it was the curse of the. It was the curse, and, the, and then beating the Yankees was was we 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 already hated the Yankees so yeah. much, and watching the Red Sox do that to them was. I remember actively thinking like that like he should that Don Zimmer shouldn't have charged him because <laughs> yeah. I I do remember at the time being eight years old or whatever, and sports would be like, can you believe this man murdered him? Did What's he supposed to frankly, do? He did more or less the right thing. Some of he the, did the time. He did like the the aikido move where yeah, he, he just, just deflect. He literally just like you got out of the way. <laughs> yeah, you deflect their momentum. You just kind of and just kind of kept it moving towards the ground. Like he should, by all rights, have put Don Zimmer in a rear naked choke. He could have killed him. <laughs> Honestly, he could have just spiked him in the face. And again, they should name it the Pedro Martinez Hall of Fame, but they really should have. If he had just like put, if he had put Zimmer in a rear naked choke and just squeezed the life out of him on national television, ask him, ask him, say it, (laughs) say it. Oh, fuck Don Zimmer, fuck the Yankees. Joe, you know Joe Torre can fall down a wall. Uh, fuck the fans. We need a drop for fuck the fans. Oh, yeah. We've got twins shit to talk about. Sports Illustrated reported on it today.
I really hope you die of cancer. I hate every single one of you. Fuck the fans. No sarcasm. No joking. Fuck the fans. Thank you. Some woman named Kylie. Her at was smiley Kylie and then some numbers. This woman. This skirt. Uh, decided to disrespect Byron Buxton. How dare you? She said he. Do you have the tweet? Yeah. Pull it up because I'm blocked. I absolutely got blocked very quickly. Yeah. All right, here we go. I got it official. Why do we even have at official Buck 103 if he doesn't attend fan events and only plays 40 games a year? Has to be the most popular guy on the team and he doesn't want to hang with the fans. Dot, 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 dot. Overrated if you ask me. Hashtag min, MN Twins. Hashtag Twins Fest. <laughs> so before we even get into Byron's response, how would we, how would you, Val, how would you respond to this I would one? say, listen, bitch. <laughs> Go off. Speak on it. You don't. My knees are none of your goddamn business. A. B. The only people that go to Twins Fest that I respect are the mentally handicapped adults that love the Twins. Everyone else there, as far as I'm concerned, is a pervert, including the children. What a weird thing to do and go to. It's such an entitled. Like, uh, can you imagine being so entitled to other people's time that you've never met in your whole life? And judging people, <laughs> and judging people for it. What the fuck is this? What are you, you're gonna tell me, you're gonna tell me that he's my star center fielder and Why? he doesn't want to be my best friend? He doesn't want to be my friend. He doesn't want to hang out and have breakfast with me on Wednesdays. What the hell is this? Kiss me in the lips. <laughs> I just thought it's like, how, so he's overrated because he doesn't go to twins. Yeah, I can't get that. Uh, that's ridiculous. Like, Come that doesn't on, make folks. any sense. That's but fucking whack. Byron had a much more reasonable response than than any of that. He said, "If you if you was a real fan, then you know me well enough to know that, or to know I wouldn't miss it." And besides, it's something very important to me and my family, but you and the rest of our so-called entitled, all caps, wannabe fans think y'all above everybody else. Which, fuck the fans. Oh boy. Tell this woman to jump in a lake. Yes. I, I do not care. Absolutely no. You see this? I've been seeing this a lot in college basketball. I'm a big college basketball fan. And the Indiana Hoosiers college basketball team... Boy, are they, do they get upset when uh, cranks bitch about them on Twitter. And the response is not to sound like a whiny baby. You either tell them to fuck off or just don't have the social media. Yes. Uh, you can't whine about Here's it. Here's the thing. The only person that makes whiny social media work is Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. The, the, yeah, it's true. It's just so much. It's so him. That's just Kevin him. Durant he just rolls with it. Kevin Durant is just such a uniquely bitter and angry person. Yeah. He's like the he's he really is the perfect poster because he's just a bald, angry Also to think He's been he's been doing it for so long at this point. Well yeah. that's the thing is he grew up on the internet. Yeah. It's just, like it, Kevin Durant had a had a, had an account when he was twelve. And now he's just famous. And and this also goes to the like the fans only understanding injury as moral failing. Mm. Like Byron must have chosen to get hit in the hand that one time. He uh, must have run into that guy 
head first in the miners yeah. because he did something to anger God. He got a concussion hitting his head on the ground uh, <laughs> catching that ball that one time against Cleveland because, yeah. <laughs> because he didn't want it enough. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 why the team loses. That's because they don't want it enough. He didn't have the heart of a champion which would have prevented him from getting concussed. Fuck, I'm sorry that all fans can't be as good and loyal or as handsome as the three of us. Yeah, you should you don't need this woman. You need your th- your three handsome podcast friends. I, I seriously, here's an issue that I have with the Minnesota sports fans. Because I think there is a mindset issue. It comes from the losing. I do think it does. Um, and the the little brother, the, the, the complex we have, where we are, fans here are so obsessed with the Yankees, myself included... It's because we can't, we just can't beat them. Yeah. So we have to like, it's we're always worried about them. There's well, no guarantee yeah. we make the, that we play them in the playoffs if we make it, but we're just like we're we're like ready for it at this point. But it's it's like we're so used to to being inferior, we have this inferiority complex that we we um, want to latch on to these to these underdog players. So we hate superstar players. Yeah. So the fans, if we have like a great player, a superstar player, the fans fucking hate him. It's I, I've I've had this thought ever since I went to a game with my dad a couple of years ago when I think Buxton was out, and it was with, it was the team was shitty in twenty twenty one, and Rob Refsnyder was was in playing center field for us. Hell yes! And I ran into a friend of mine who was there with. Someone else, and there was this, this other person. And that's fine. Yes, that's fine. That's, it's fine. It's okay if you're there with someone else. Okay, but this person, I, I, the, the the person who made the statement, I did not know them. Okay, but I, I heard him say to my friend that that we should that he was like, I'm thinking we should really get rid of Buxton and be focusing on this Ref Snyder guy. And I was like, this dude. Needs to jump off the top of the stadium. <laughs> I was like, that's because <laughs> I bet it was during when Ref Snyder had like a thousand OPS. Yeah, and it's just, it was just like you gotta like come on, come on, and that's that's the way it always goes. It's you, you see it with you see it with the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. you see it with the Vikings. People wanted Josh Okogi to be a good player so goddamn. They bad. want them to. They want they. I love Josh Okogi. They hate the, these. They hate the star players. They hate Correa. They're so mad that we're paying Correa money. They're so mad at Buxton because he doesn't come to Twins fans. <laughs> well, he's. Like, the <laughs> they hated is, Joe Bauer because the, he was because he hit better than everyone else on the team. I think they. Uh, well, you're too young to remember this. They hated. Kevin Burnett. Oh, sh- of course they did. Yeah. People hate Justin Morneau now on the broadcast because he talks too much. People, when Kevin Garnett left, oh yeah, this oh, guy shit. can't fucking win. He can't score. He immediately He's goes a and wins. Thug. <laughs> He's a thug. He came back, which good that was on. fun. It was fun, and boy, the whole and town really bent over and spread their assholes wide. I think that also might have been, well, because he had such animosity with Glenn, and I feel like... Everyone Minnesota. else does, too. Yes. Yeah, enemy, <laughs> my enemy is my friend. So I think at the time when he was bad-mouthing the team, I think a lot of rooms were just like, he's not a loyal guy, and but then... With some separation in time, it could be like, well, yeah, Glenn fucked him over. Yeah, we, Have you ever you seen know. an interview with Glenn Taylor? I don't trust that, man. I This is probably something I should be in therapy about, but, like, I see certain people. There's certain people that just make me mad. I just want to, like, Aah! 
When Glenn Taylor's all of them. When I see Glenn Taylor at Timberwolves games at the sideline, I I hope so. I hope like Shaquille O'Neal falls in. You want to be one of those one of those women in the playoffs last year that was coming out and <laughs> and gluing their hands to the floor? Yeah, they should have glued their hand to Glenn, Glenn Taylor. Taylor. I'm huge opportunity. I'm gonna super glue my hand to Glenn Taylor's scalp. I remember saying that I wanted the protests to keep happening because we won all the games that they protested at. That's like I, I was it. I was at the game when they so she glued the hand to the floor and we could not tell. What the fuck was going on because you're in the upper deck? I, I texted Ray and I was like, Do you have any idea what's going on? Because we cannot see anything. <laughs> They're just not playing. Uh, Fox Sports North, RIP, I guess. <laughs> Who knows? It might be back. Yeah, it might Bally. be back. Bally's going to be gone Bally. soon. Bally sucks. Have you heard that, Larry? That uh, yeah. all the Bally's. They're filing for bankruptcy. They're all filing for bankruptcy. They're $8.3 billion dollars in debt. And I can tell because your broadcasts all saw. Yeah, get out of here. Get out right of here. here. What the fuck is this? Is someone else back in here. Let's go. Let's get it more accessible and easier to watch the fucking games. Every Bally Sports broadcast I watch, North, Wisconsin, Midwest, any MLB TV feed I got that was a Bally feed. Can I? Garbage. Can trash. I? This is a new segment called, we'll come up with a better title later, but for now it's called, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Oh. I can't lie about this. Okay. <laughs> I gotta keep it a buck with you. About? I am a Bally Sports North su- subscriber. I watch yeah. I watch most of the games um live. And they have a very as most streaming services of its ilk do, have a very limited spate of advertising. Yeah, you do see a lot of the uh, the same ads over and over. And and they have horrible original programming that no one watches. And one of the shows is a gambling show. Oh, dude, I can't, I can't. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it's called because I haven't absorbed that. I usually mute the commercials <laughs> and avert my eyes. It's a gambling centered show, and it, there's three hosts. It's like a cute, late, a cute blonde lady sort of unremarkable a sort of unremarkable bland tall black guy that might have played like D2 and then the third host is what I would say a stereotypically Jewish looking gentleman who wears a, a suit coat the pattern of which is a bunch of dollar bills yeah, like he's he's trying to be like the new Mr. Money. And he throws money around. And and his catchphrase is he takes a sledgehammer like Gallagher. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> and he slams it on the ground and he goes, Daddy's gotta have his money. And it is truly like Triumph of the Will shit. Like, it's baffling to me that this is allowed on television. The gambling content has got to stop. I don't know. Gambling at large has got to stop, but this bizarre... It feels like it's piped in from a Verhoeven movie. This is like... Terrible, terrible content. That's that's another thing about the podcast. We will never, never, never be discussing gambling and spreads if you ask and over and under and my ass. Yo, the only spreads we're doing here... 
are each other's assholes. Because we're so hot, handsome, nice and handsome. We get a lot of dirt. I just we're hard dick savages dude, here. Uh, th- that shit where where Steve Kornacki was talking to Simmons and he's like, "It's a 50-50 shot in the Senate race," and Bill Simmons was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" It's like, oh, like, you just say it as a gambling line. No one knows what you're talking 50-50. What does that mean? It's like, oh you're the one who's stupid. You're stupid. 50-50 is the easiest possible way to understand <laughs> a one, like, I hate that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, it's a pick em, Bill. It's you a fucking idiot. I'm gonna kill you, it's Bill. A, it's a stay away. <laughs> oh, this one's looking good, real good for my teeth. Yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not. I would, I'd rather, I'd rather fucking stab my own eyes out. I'm so mad at him all the time, and yet like, I'm, I, I'm addicted to him. If there was a way I could pirate his podcast somehow, <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> so that just, just so he doesn't get, get the, the get the, the stream data. Yeah, yeah, you should only watch it on an obscure YouTube channel. Yeah, that uploads one of the, all the episodes. ripped, uh, re-uploaded. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of selling shit, have you listened to Dane Moore's show recently? No. Alright, he's have. got a new sponsor. No, no. Such that he has to say it in the title. Oh. I, I really it can't is stand It is truly... I'm going to look it up quick because I want to make sure I'm calling it the correct thing. Because it's so ominous. You know that episode of The Simpsons where he goes to work for Hank Scorpio? It's that kind of shit. I said that gambling show is like a that gambling show is like a, a Verhoeven movie. You know what's really like a Verhoeven movie is the name of this company. Okay. Podcast brought to you by the Genesis Company coming in Thursday evening. It's January like, 6th. Like Terminator, does it smell like Terminator Genesis? The Genesis. <laughs> Genesis. You know what? I'll just play it. What? Today's show is sponsored by the Genesis Company. The Genesis Company is one of the world's most successful firms at scaling brands across direct to consumer and retail channels. Their consultants have helped over 300 brands generate more than $3 billion in retail sales. Thanks to their marketing team's next-gen technologies to influence consumers. Currently, their sales team manages over 100 brands found online and on retail shelves around the world. On average, after working with the Genesis company, clients increase the valuation of their firm by a factor of three. So whether you want to build your brand or eventually sell your firm, they're undefeated and the best of the best. Because they are Minnesota-based and fans of this podcast, they're offering free access to their proprietary AI that lets any founder know if their brand is meeting its potential. In a few hours, you'll know how big your brand is supposed to be. How often does their AI record? How many times does the AI say, scale back? Yeah, you need to slow down. (laughs) Let me tell you how big your brand should be, bitch. That sucks. Maybe it's code. It might be like QAnon pedophile code. Like, how big the brand you're putting on a little child's butt I mean, will be. You can name a, a company to sound more like a Resident Evil bad guy. How do you Gen- get Genesis. the Genesis company? How the fuck do you get an email from something called the Genesis company and not think it's spam? A. B. Find out what it is and go, this is probably a net positive <laughs> For the world, this sounds like the most biggest load of bullshit ever. It sounds like my my business owning fans of this Timberwolves podcast. <laughs>
<laughs> my very cool and normal fans who all own businesses. <laughs> Dude, oh, they keep doing those live shows, the live Q&As at that brewery. We should absolutely go. We should go. We should go and glue our hands to the floor. <laughs> Until you stop doing this show. No more. I don't care that you talk to the players. I just don't give a shit. And you know what? To be fair, we shouldn't listen. I don't. I do, because I'm addicted to it. I sometimes do. I thrive on negativity. I love listening to the Lockdown Sports Network, just because they make all of them do the same reads, no matter the team, <laughs> no matter the sport. Localization is inefficient uh, as far as maximization of profit. Come and get your built never had something better than these Bill Bar Puffs. The new Puffs, they have cereal flavors for idiots. Let me say this. Advert- advertisers, any of you, suck my dick. Scum. You are scum. Why don't you go get a stepladder <laughs> so you can jump up my butt? Jump up my butt. I don't want to hear it. I won't read it. I think you're gross. Okay, so do we want to talk about the Timberwolves now? I guess? No, I want to talk about Michael A. Stanley. Who? The new, the new outfielder. Oh, Michael A. Taylor. Michael. Fuck! Right. Mike, Michael A. Stanley. Did you, did you, did you, did you, did you that felt that felt like that was on purpose. No, <laughs> no. I was like, Michael We both, we both <laughs> fucking froze. We're like, I gonna, don't know who that is. I, no, you know what? I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna Google Michael Stanley, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about him. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not editing a single second of this out. Michael A. Stanley. Michael Stanley, American singer-songwriter. <laughs> what, is, what, any, any hits? what is he known any for? Hits? Any hits? Any big hits? Rosewood Bitters. Love that one. My Town. Rosewood Bitters. <laughs> Bro, let's talk about Michael A. Stanley. <laughs> I think Rosewood Bitters is one of the true classics of our time. I love The Best Show with Tom Sharpling. I have sort of a complicated relationship with it now, but he had this, like, two-hour interview with Stevie Van Zandt. And uh, he was talking about, he was like, Mr. Van Zandt, like, your whole career you've been so, like, deliberate about the hats you wear. And, and, And you always make such interesting hat choices. What's that about? And he's like, you know... A big part of being a band back where I come from is that you look good. <laughs> like, when you go around town, people gotta know that you're in the band. <laughs> he rules. I love him. I'm never gonna watch Longmire or whatever the fuck it is. Mm. What's that show? I the Netflix show where he like lives in Lithuania? That sounds, Longmire sounds like something Longmire that is a Western. <laughs> I don't know. There's a, it was like one of the original Netflix original shows. <laughs> Lily Hammer. Oh, sure. That's also something that exists. Yeah, I'm never going to watch it, but I do love... You just watch I love Stevie Van Zandt. I love Silvio Dante. Incredible character. Great stuff. R.I.P. to Silvio Dante. I guess he's not dead at the end of the season. I just... I just... Uh, I just early. yesterday watched uh, the, the episode where the where Polly and Chris kill that... The waiter... After they only tip him like sixteen dollars, and he complains. Yeah, <laughs> it's got one of the all-time great uh, Tony Sirico. Oh, 
Rest in peace. Anyway, rest in yeah, peace. Go, go, I'm sorry. Michael A. Taylor, the yeah. baseball player. <laughs> Michael A. Taylor, <laughs> Michael Taylor, the player. Traded two relief prospects. Whatever's a man with three or three plus, right? Yeah, he had like three point two WAR. He was their everyday center field. The Royals' everyday center field. Good defensive player. Great, yeah. He, player. He's a pretty prototypical, <coughs> like Gold Glove level. Center fielder with a fairly weak bat, and I would fe- I would assume he's going to be uh, <coughs> filling in for injuries <coughs> and otherwise spelling starters. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, he'll he, be starting, but like, I assume he's, he's the fourth outfield. I'm, yeah, sure fourth he'll, outfield. I'm sure he'll play twenty so against lefties. Yeah, which is that's it's really good to have another right-handed bat in the outfield. Rocco will bring him in late. For defense, yes, if he's not starting as well, he'll finish games. I've seen people say that I've like if Boston just would rather have if they'd rather have him at DH a day, like yeah, 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 perfectly good center Perfect. field because yeah. you don't give up a ton in and you give up a lot in <laughs> offense, but you don't give up a lot in defense. Yeah, and that goes a long way uh, with fly ball pitchers, so. and especially for two relief like they're not even starter prospects that they think will be relievers they're relievers in the minor league yeah i so. just think it's a pr- i think it's a savvy fourth outfield that pickup. that is yeah. the kind of move that a team that is actually trying to win uh a division crown would make i would like to call this episode uh uh <laughs> minnesota twins pravda maybe that's what we should call the show we have been pretty pro we we we're very pro regime. And they've been they've actually made some pretty good moves. Yeah, if they okay. keep Kepler the whole season, I'll bitch about it. That's true. That's the one. I'm almost saying that he's like the ace in the hole at the trade deadline. Maybe. 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 Yeah. I just think it might be again. People are like, <laughs> they gotta trade Kepler. They gotta trade Kepler. And as always, I preach patience with the. They're gonna do it, but they're gonna do it in their own sweet time. It makes it makes more sense now, just because we have another outfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you could try and swing him for like a reliever, which would be cool. That'd be a nice thing to have a good one of those. Yeah, another. We should assume relief depth coming from like the Sam Winders of the world, Josh Winder. Fuck me sideways. Who was originally who the Royals wanted uh, was Josh Winder. In, yeah, and the, and, twi- they, and the Twins said no dice, no, no dice. And then, and then the Royals, I guess, were like, okay, well, how about two relievers that are outside? They're both of them are outside, like the top forty prospects for the Twins. Even they're just like guys. So, I, and the really and the, and the Royals don't need Michael A. Taylor. Like they don't give a shit. So. No. You know um, what we should do for the theme song of the show in, in, for every week <coughs> is we should rewrite the Soviet Union <coughs> anthem to be about Derek Falvey and Fat Levine <laughs> and just be like The glorious front office loves to make deals. <laughs> then we gotta have a line about how garage sales are actually cool. There's you can find some pretty good stuff at garage sales. <laughs> they have seven guys who could feasibly start. Oh, I, I had been meaning to go on somewhat this rant on the actual podcast, but... Put it on wax, brother! So people, people talk about, like, how 
We'll never do a six-man rotation or, like, anything goofy. And my thing is, I kind of agree. I don't think they'll ever do that in the regular season. But I do think they absolutely should in the playoffs. They absolutely should do – if we have six good starters, you know how many games you're going to play? Three. Yeah, that's how many you got to win. Yeah. So you got two groups – you got two, you got three groups of two pitchers that each can go three innings, and then yes. you have a, a good-ass bullpen of, like, Duran, Alcala, and Theobar, whoever – are our best reliever Griffin Jacks, whoever the good relievers are by the end of the season. Yeah, and then imagine if you could just have like, hey, Tyler Ma- talk about this. Tyler Malley and uh, Tyler Malley and uh, jo- or whoever and Ken Tamaida. You each go three innings, go balls to the wall. We're trying to fucking win. I don't want to hear anyone fucking bitching. Like if I'm Rocco Valdelli. So like, I don't want to hear anybody bitching about not getting your innings. That's what the regular season was for. Sure. That's why I let you guys pitch six innings and, and be annoying as shit in the regular season. Now we're here. We're trying to win fucking games. This is a franchise that can't win. I I love it. I love that idea. I think like it's like Maeda already knows how to go out of the bullpen. If you guys can all amp up three miles an hour just for the playoffs, I'll let you leave it all on the field for three innings. Right. Or. You know, one one time through the batting order. Yeah, or you get yeah, you get you get you get three, four max. You're it trying is. to get you're trying you you use using two of those guys a game to get a max a total of like six <laughs> that's, maybe seven. Innings. That's one of the reasons you make them throw short starts. Yeah, and conserve energy during the regular season as much as possible is so that in a pinch. In a big game, you could probably they're more likely to be effective if you max them out. The way they said they were going to use Chris Archer, the way that Chris Archer supposedly <clears throat> pitched during the regular season last year, where he was supposed to go redline it for four innings, but redlining for him meant he still had a four eighty five ERA mm-hmm. uh, at, in a year where hitting was down across the league. <laughs> He's an outlier. So, but like good pitchers, As I like said, the ones on our baseball team, especially ones that get injured all the fucking time, just like just go out there and for for three innings against the Yankees, I'll, I'm not going to put you in any bad situations. I, if you pitch poorly, I'm getting your ass out there. Yeah, and honestly, that's a favor to you. <laughs> I'm not letting you embarrass yourself, baby. I love you. I'm taking you out. I'm taking you out because I love you. I don't think the fans would be happy to see something goofy like that happen. I simply don't understand why you wouldn't do that. If they get to the playoffs and they play, especially if they play the Yankees, they should absolutely do some try something weird. You gotta go just, goofy. Yeah, ju- just do it. That's what you do when you're, you're in not that kind be- of scenario. You're not beating the Yankees on their level. They are a better team. We are. If you think about it in like European soccer, mid mid table teams only compete once every like two decades. You're gonna and they you do it by having a, a weird gimmick, <laughs> uh, and it's not it's not by being as good as the Yankees at being the Yankees. Except we are spending money better than them now. You gotta well. That's the whole thing is you gotta spend money efficiently. You gotta make savvy. Trends. You gotta get lucky with a Carlos mm-hmm. Correa thing. You gotta have a Dece farm system or one that you can to either and, to either exchange. And boy, or, would it be nice to develop a, a starting pitcher. Well, the thing is, for once, 
But if you can't, you gotta go get them. Yeah. But if you're getting them, then that's fine. Like, if Pablo Lopez could throw three. He started a game with nine strikeouts. Nine straight strikeouts. He set the record. It's pretty good. Record breaker. Something that just came to me in my head <coughs> as you were saying this is that <coughs> on top of on top of being uh, the administration's Pravda, we should come up with like a couple name for them. And I yeah. think it should be Feline. <laughs> sure. I love it. Feline. Feline Pravda. I mean, I just don't like either of them as guys either. Like, if I see their faces, I'm not like all sick. I love them. <laughs> I have a, I have a lot. I'm still not like a. I think they're doing a good job this off season. Like, I think they've totally killed it. Yeah. Like basically, in, even if even if they don't get rid of Kepler and they don't really like get another reliever, like I would like them to. I think they have enough options. Where I, I'm sure they'll just be like, well, we have enough pitchers in the minors that we think are good that they'll just be relievers by the end of this season. And we're not going to really worry about it. We're not going to go sign a guy that's proven. So every time we do that, it goes really poorly. Boy, are we bad at signing good relievers. Yeah. I'm just saying, Lord, I, I as you sort of alluded to earlier. Although I will say I'd still want Emilio who got a shot out of a cannon. Sure. But again, as we said, Emilio Pagan does have value as an innings eater, somewhat. Yeah, if he's like the fifth best reliever on your team. It's hoping that he's not. He's as terrible hey, as every is. team needs Anthony Swarzak. It all depends on how they use him. If they're using him at the end of the end of games next season, I'm just gonna I I don't understand what what the thought process is. you're gonna be. sell your season tickets. Yeah, I'm gonna stop going for to games. Next year. Yeah. For sure. All the money that twins make off me. Gone. Parking garages make more money off me. We're very pro parking garages. <laughs> I can't get enough. We don't we don't want to give Jacob Fry our money. And we don't want to give the twins our money. No. So we give it to private companies. I only buy food because I know that's going to weird private companies. Yeah, it's weird, ominous, twins. ominous charities. Yeah. But I, I just think that the Twins need to be more committed to be doing some goofy shit with their pitching staff. They're going to have six damn. good starters, too. God damn it. <laughs> On TV, the Knicks are running away from the, the Celtics right now. The Obi Toppin just, just tickled some twine from the shoulder there. Just a kiss, Vern! <laughs> <laughs> Vern Lundquist, Minnesota Excellence. Excellence. Absolutely. But this is another new segment, which is, I think, I pretty settled on this title, which is uh, uh, a paraphrase of our favorite Greek comedian. It's the hard dick savage of the week, which is uh, Trevor May yeah. becoming the <laughs> highest paid player on his team. Yeah, the highest paid player on the Oakland Athletics. Now, again. Seven million dollars. Oh Congrats, bro. Good for you, dude. He's the big dog in town. He probably makes more money on uh, on Twitch. Well, with California taxes being what they are. Oof. Hamana, hamana, hamana. Ooh. You, you, you said it. <laughs> you got, in this economy? The, Whoa. Uh, the, oh, boy, the real estate around there is pretty True. steep. 
but you're the highest paid player, and that means you're the Arctic Savage of the week. You get, to, Yay. you get to play in a stadium that has a lot of sewage problems. I'm really happy for you, Trevor. Good for you, dude. I love you, bro. <laughs> we had some good times, man. Yeah, I'm a oh, fan. Fans I'm not, hated I'm him. not kidding. I like him. People hated man. his fucking guts. He was solid. He was good, the tw- especially for the 2019 team. Yeah, yeah, and people hated him. He had him. a great year that year. He had he gave up a couple dingers <clears throat> during the season. Who didn't? Who? Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Who like, amongst us has not given up a couple dingers? That was the, Am season, I right, the season that we broke the all time the single season home run record. Do you mean the juiced ball <laughs> season? Oh, he gave up home runs in 2019? It's so funny that Major League Baseball had 2019, which is a fake season, followed by Fraud. 2020, which is a fake season. A faker season. Uh, the most fake season. A 60-game season that they just counted. In retrospect... The perfect season for the Dodgers to yeah, win the World Series. True. The birth of the Mickey Mouse, uh, the bubble, the L.A. winning every Mickey yeah, Mouse trophy. So funny. And uh, being insufferable about, about it. Yeah. Those fucking Coasties. There's two things I want to put on wax in regard to that. One, all Coasties get out of my face. <laughs> Especially. You were going to say something that was going to get you canceled. Yeah. Get out of my I, face. Get out of my face was a, was a backup plan. Get out of my face. And especially the those among you who come from real America, and you go out there and you betray us, and you root for the Dodgers, you root for the Dodgers, you root for the Lakers. We hear how you talk about us. You know what I mean? I I hear all your tittering about hot dish and pop and Fargo. Oh, you betcha. I hear all your slander about racist police departments and bad neighborhoods, and I raise you that New York City smells like fucking piss. L.A. is a wasteland. It's on fire. You all work at the smog factory. You're Fuck all, you. You're all bad people. You don't have real jobs. They're all fake. All fake humans. You're fake. We know how you talk about us. We're not amused. It's not cute. All of you. Yeah, how do you root for the Lakers, the team they stole from us? Who? And again, I'm not... Where's the lake? Stolen land! I'm not even talking about Los Angeles. We're doing I'm, a land recognition on the, on the Los Angeles Lakers. We bring, give me back my Lakers. Bill Hicks and Tool agree. Your whole state should fall off. It's a, <laughs> it should be so... Like, like the gift of Bugs Bunny sewing Florida off. Yes. That's, or or uh, the plot of Superman. Yeah. Arizona Bay, baby. Sure. Hackman. What a great performance. Christopher Reeve, R.I.P. Just a great, but that's just a fun movie. Yeah, so great many stuff. great, Love So it. many great choices. Richard Donner. To make it basically, like, to do screwball comedy. What a, like... All the stuff where he's, uh... Where he's Lois. Lois. Yeah, what a, what a crazy, incredible, <laughs> Iris World concept to make a Superman movie that is enjoyable. That's so fun. It's like, yeah, that's that, fun. That's good, Jesus that's fucking Christ. That I could watch and be like, damn, I could watch that again sometime and not be depressed. I watch. I rewatch depressing movies. And not watch. Yeah, but do you want to watch like 10 9 11s happen at the same time? Do you want to watch Superman put a telephone pole through a trucker's semi? Yeah, because he got mad. He got a little mad. Hey, that, that guy needs that to, for his job. Hey, you know what? You pissed me off, so I'm going to ruin your life. <laughs> I'm going to end your life. Because I'm Superman, right? 
And go fuck yourself. The other thing I want to put on wax that I alluded to earlier is Rob Manfred has been a catastrophe. The corporate commissioner. I, I'm not breaking any ground by saying that. I just wanted to say it. Okay. It I feels good to say man. it. I hate that sniveling freak. That guy doesn't like baseball. No! No! He hates it. He wants to... He loves money. And baseball has been <laughs> about money. But it shouldn't be. It should be about the love. Should we talk about the Timberwolves? I was I was gonna say uh, we're rolling. That, that we've we've been we've been just kind of to fly in here, which is fine. But but just to say something about the Timberwolves, I think they're staying perfectly on brand this week as they Baffling. they they beat the Rockets, one of the worst teams in the league, and then uh, Rudy Rudy came back. Ant looked, looked great in the Rockets game. It, the yes, first one. The, the first Rockets game looked great. Um, the one where we didn't have Rudy. Uh, <laughs> then Rudy came back. I watched like the first two minutes of that, and I was like, I'm going to be watching this real close, and I'm really excited to watch the Wolves. And then I was like, oh, is it just me, or did they immediately look worse when they're out there? And then I was like, I'm, I might just kind of not pay that much attention to this because I don't like the way it's feeling. And they lost to the Rockets, they, one of the worst teams in the league, and then came back out and beat the Pelicans, a much better team than the Rockets. So I think that's perfectly a brand for this team. I will say that I haven't actually watched that many Timberwolves games this season, but they are not fun to watch. <laughs> uh, they are only fun to watch if Anthony Edwards is going crazy, <clears throat> yep. but that's because he is singularly fun. Anytime there's a lineup on the floor that involves two or more of these three men. It, they're fun for me. I'm only including healthy guys. But if two or more of Ant and Jaden and Kyle are on the floor at the same time, then it's fun. Then it's fast, especially when Jaden starts shooting well and they have to sag off Ant. Yeah. And they can really feed off. They Those two really like each other and mm -hmm. they like feeding off each other. I will say that Jaden doesn't look like he has ever cared about anything. He's the most he has, flat affect I've ever so, seen. He's so he's thin. funny though. Yeah, that's true. We found this out recently from you know what? God bless the media. Uh, through their reporting, I have learned all about Jaden McDaniels' personality, like the Nasri thing. Yeah, that every time oh, he sees yeah. Nasri, he just says his name to him. It's like every time he leaves the room, he just goes. Nasreed. Nasreed. And he does it. I like that. Apparently, <clears throat> the he does people it. gotta I heard, know. I heard. I heard that he does it in games too. Which yeah. that, that's my favorite part. Of it. It's like that's what I want. It's reminiscent of Kawhi's <laughs> board man, man gets paid. Man. I was. I was about to bring that up. Is he the one that also fact, just like says no while he plays defense on? He no. just goes like no, nope, no. Also, Jaden, similar affect. True. They've both got that kind of Tim Duncan-esque blank stare. Now, if you're telling me that Jaden McDaniels could develop into a Kawhi Leonard-esque player, I would shit my pants. Yeah. I'm just saying, if I, I meant uh, facially. I, I, I know what you mean, but like, even if he's got... if Having that affect is very important. Yeah. yeah. It is so annoying to play against a guy whose job it is to play defense who will never express anything. If you it's so annoying. A man you can't psych out. As someone who was that guy, that was my whole thing. 
In, in like middle school basketball, it's just like <laughs> having were, long yeah. arms and just like not moving. And you were mentally disabled. Yeah, exactly. I can't. I'm not gonna show emotion because I'm not particularly capable of it. <laughs> and that's okay. It was a great benefit, and in, that's what in makes basketball. That that's what makes you a great podcaster. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> what we're really looking for here is mental instability. But I'm also yeah. handsome. We're artists. I mean, that's that's oh. that's why we all came together in the first place is because of how handsome we were. We came yeah. together, and then we found out that we were all oh. mentally ill and brothers. We were hot mentally ill brothers. <laughs> uh, Larry is a brother from another mother. I think it's safe to say. Keep it large. Uh, our dad is is sort of a Carl Malone, like a white. He's like white. <laughs> Don't say he's like Carl Malone. <laughs> <laughs> Who's someone else that has a bunch of kids? <laughs> but, a lot of people. <laughs> like who? I don't know. Carl Malone is just the one I think he's, of. He's, a, he's got a hell of rapist. He is a rapist, but he's got like a hundred kids. He's Will Chamberlain. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> but Will Chamberlain he's, fucked. I don't know that he fought. That's like a prophetic. Did Will Chamberlain sire? Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I don't want to know. See? <laughs> He's, uh, he's, he's, how about Henry? <laughs> our dad Dennis is, Rodman? How about know. our dad is like white Henry VIII? Well, he is the white Spike Lee. He's the white Spike Lee. Uh, this is fact. He's sort of a white, a Spike Lee, white Henry VIII composite he's figure. White Henry VIII. Yeah, white Henry VIII. He's actually the, he's the, he's the tab Henry VIII. No, Henry VIII was Doink. Chinese. <laughs> Oh, you're, it's like Babe Ruth was Dominican. You, we are so close to that being like a, a, a scholarly paper as being like, was he Chinese? <laughs> do we know that he wasn't Chinese? Can you prove that he wasn't? You, do you know that girl that used to be an OnlyFans girl, Ayala, and now she does like Twitter polls that are insane? No. Okay, so she does like, she does Twitter polls that like, one of them was like, verbatim if pedophiles could have implants in their heads like computer implants okay. that made them no longer pedophiles could you commute all of their sentences oh, only for the ones that voluntarily get it you know okay so you go with a, a strong no. What? It's so it, it would just it, you you just would you be it, okay it with makes it? You just not a pedophile. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. What? So you're forgiven of all past crimes. Listen, we've That's been pretty not clear. How this works? I, I think we've been made it pretty clear that the laws of God and the laws of man are different. She's a, and forgiveness is things that God. I do really love smart people. I love smart people that That's share. That's why I love Twins fans. But you know what? They're all so smart. They're geniuses. It's like being around a bunch of smart people. It's why I go to Target Field. It's like a regular Chautauqua. <laughs> every every day. It's like going to the Aspen Ideas Festival every day at Target Field. <laughs> I go to Target Field to it's like just the, to listen to the conversations of the people around me and hear how smart they are. Everyone around me is a genius. I get so many good ideas. I remember when we were sitting in front of that like uh, Jewish community group. Oh, and there was the guy God. doing. He was he was telling his friend who didn't know anything about was, baseball about baseball, but he also didn't know. He anything was talking. About baseball. He was talking to anyone 
who would listen? He was doing a one-man podcast on baseball, and he didn't do <laughs> any research. He was literally telling. And he's never watched a game in his goddamn life. He's literally telling his friend everything that what every like character and digit means on the scoreboard. It was until he gets to MVL because he doesn't know what that means. We could hear we could hear the other people like getting upset at how annoying he was. <laughs> yeah. It was it was hilarious. Like I heard like one guy move. Like down yeah. low, and I can hear him be like, "Yo, Bob's Bob's just making me nuts down there." Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's I gotta talk to won't him. Won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, especially when they stink. Going to Twins Twins games when they suck is is so fun. I love it. I'll go anytime. Yeah, it's fun. Baseball so baseball's fun. If anybody, anybody runs into me at the stadium, uh, you're not gonna know who I am. So I'm, go fuck yourself. I'm such a psycho that I like watching guys like play catch in the outfield in the op- during the commercial breaks. Yeah, fun stuff. Because I'm always just like, fuck, I like I don't know how you throw a baseball that far. I play catch a lot. I play long toss a lot. Now what yeah, watching the pitchers play well, long toss is kind of bananas. Even just or like bullpen catchers just like the, with the left fielder just kind of lightly tossing it back and forth. We love baseball folks. We're ready for it to come back. That's what we're. That's what we're saying. So what it, we were not talking about the Timberwolves. We're talking about whether or not they're fun. We didn't even talk about trades. What do we? What could we do? Because because if we don't get rid of, we can't trade cat. We can't we trade cat if we don't get, get rid of D'Lo. We can't use that salary essentially. Let's get rid of D-Lo. Yeah, he's got some unique situation. Let's trade D'Lo for Fred Van Vliet. Why would? Why would they do that? They wouldn't. That um, just seems like something you would you would turn off the fair trade thing in two K. It was 2K. it was mentioned on it was mentioned on one of the Ringer podcasts I listened to. Did they? Met, I, th- I thought I heard somebody say that, but it was for towns. And I was it like, was you for can't towns. Do that. Why is what you? One of them. Why bring this? Up? One of them did point it out after they had gone on for a while, where he's just like, uh, can't be supermax players have a whole year. After the signature to be untradeable, it's ridiculous. I can't believe that we're um, here after signing up that deal. But but so depressing. There seems to be at least some. <laughs> I forget who said it. It was one of those Twitter guys. I don't remember. It was one of the verified ones. But I think he said that like they should trade Dulo for someone like Fred VanVleet, and theoretically, he seems to believe that Toronto doesn't think they have a shot. And we do? Yeah, we're only one and a half games behind third place. Uh, okay. Like Toronto's <coughs> Toronto's willing to sell. You I mean, maybe, but... If they are... If they, I see if no they're evidence. willing to sell, why would they sell? They, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah. It was. It would. It would probably need to. There need to be something else in there. We don't have much to trade. No, we don't. So oh. what about Torian? I mean, has he kind of been stinking up the joint? I feel like he. Uh, every time I look culture at that guy. box score, culture guy. <laughs> is he a culture guy? Culture. culture I do. Clash. I do hear that he is like one of the leaders of the bench uh, and of the team. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like some people are like like everyone's talking about who's going to get Jay Crowder. 
And it's like, oh, you mean the guy that just quit on his team for a whole year? Would you rather have a guy like Torian Prince that could get hot and everyone likes? We gotta trade Pat Bet for Pat Bet. We gotta get Pat Bet back. The Lakers need to get rid of him. We should trade. Be in the third team to the Lakers. Yeah, deal for Pat Bet. Send D'Lo back to the Lakers. Straight up, back to the Wolves. That would be that'd be awesome. God, I hate. Did you see that? I kid? hate Celtics. <laughs> this is a little Celtics I fan. I, I'm losing his mind. I feel this is why sports are bad for me because I wanted to like beat up that. Kid. I wanted oh to, man, look at his glasses! I wanted to punch that little nerdy Boston fan this in the fr- fucking face. This friggin' nerd! You think he knows basketball? <laughs> hey, fuck basketball you! Kid. Where's your podcast? <laughs> yeah, do you know ball, kid? <laughs> we huh? know ball. I know all the rules. Certainly. Jason Tatum, another contender for a guy who's really good, who I don't. Oh shit! It's tied. Good. I haven't been looking at the yeah, screen. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, it's down here. Oh, oh, the rebound! No, too bad he is not an offensive. They're doing this. So they're doing rivalry week in the NBA. Yeah, is yeah, like it's is college our, football? Is it our rival uh, Memphis? That would make sense. I, I thought that's. I thought that was on the list. I, I don't actually. I haven't looked at the, the schedule. I just have a rival. I, I looked at the list at the beginning of the season when they announced it, so I haven't looked at it recently. I didn't realize I it was a thing until like last week. I heard somebody talk about it, and I was like, "Oh." I read the ESPN article when it was announced, but I don't remember much about it. We could we could say how much we could talk about how much we don't like Memphis. Yeah, I find people from Memphis annoying. I find like what's Chris that? Vernon? Chris Vernon, that uh, was sure. Gary Parish. Be quiet. He's, he's a college basketball guy, but he has a radio show in be Memphis as well. He's equally annoying. He loves, he loves his Memphis as, Memphis Slim. Be quiet. The rappers are mostly whatever. You know, well, that's yeah, fine. Fine. I don't Sorry, I take that. Back. I take that back. I feel that. I just like. I'm so. <laughs> their team is so <laughs> annoying. I retract my statement. Dylan Brooks annoying. is so annoying. Oh, Dylan Brooks is a so dickhead. I don't like John Moran or his fucking dad. I do. I, I really hate his dad. I, I People I, are like, ooh, he looks like Usher. And it's like, I hate him too. I, I, hate, I hate everybody. Who I hate cares? John Moran's dad. I don't like I don't like Carl Anthony Towns' dad. Yeah, I don't like I don't like when they do either. content together. I don't like content. I don't like that they sit next to each other. I don't like content flat out. And I don't like the content they make. Least so are you of two all. gonna make out or something? Yeah. Why, why should I be into this? I don't. But seriously, it's just. And then, like, I like Jared Jackson Jr. Fine, he's kind of a dickhead. Who else do they have? Stephen Adams. Oh. They used to have slow mo. I don't like Desmond Bain. I don't like Desmond Bain at all. Mostly because it's like who the fuck? He's a who the fuck is this oh, guy? God, he he was he was killed. That's a that's a that's a title of player that I I also hold is a who the who the, who fuck, the fuck is this guy? guy? Uh, Jose Ramirez is my ultimate. Who the fuck is this guy? Absolutely. I, I maybe my least favorite player in the MLB is. He's Jose so annoying. I hate that fucking guy. I hate that he's five foot six. Oh, I hate yeah. that he hits thirty five home runs a year. Infuriating. I hate that Cleveland is good despite spending seventy million dollars. I also hate that he's five foot three. You know what is probably my prototypical who the fuck is this guy just against a Minnesota team is um Frank Thomas. Yeah. Oh. It's like well it's just like Frank Thomas is I watched him hit like three home runs foul and then hit a fair home run. I remember that's a a big one is also Didi Gregorius. Yeah, Yeah, he is a classic who the fuck is this guy. I have a very clear memory back when we could only listen to games on the radio 
and I was like, it was a summer night, and it was when I was a kid, so I had to go to bed early. And I was like laying in bed, listening to Herb Carmiel, forget where he was. John Gordon, uh, never mentioning what the sport, what the score was, or how many outs there were. <laughs> Not useful information. Mm-hmm. He Not would necessary. he would tell you what the outcomes of the pitches were, but not the count. And then nice. you know, fucking Dan Gladden just bab- babbling. But um, free Provis, free Provis. Let Provis do it solo. Solo. I swear to God, let Provis. Let, let Provis be our Vince Scully. I want. He's so great. Lifetime contract. Sweet guy. It's vegan. Sweet vegan gentleman. He does a good job on Big Ten Network for basketball, but he's better at baseball. So does uh, Robbie Hummel. I, I, I do really like Robbie Hummel. Former Timberwolf legend. Oh, yeah. Love him. I was listening on the radio, and um, Frank Thomas, I just remember just laying there in the in the friskalating dusk, and Frank Thomas just hit, it, like, just 15 pitches bad. <laughs> you know? And just, like, just, like you said, foul home runs. Over and over again, just messing with you like a cat. Like he's just like batting you around, playing with his food, dude. And then he just fucking uh, just hit it out of the stadium, (laughs) just obliterated. Oh, I like a a cloud not against the Twins, but uh, when JJ Barea scored like twenty straight points against the Lakers, that was incredible. Twenty eleven match. Remember when? Remember when? um, (laughs) And Andrew Bynum tried to kill him. Twenty eleven Mavs, another one of those teams, not a non Minnesota team that I had a lot of fun watching. Frankly, that Sim- similar that similar category to like my O four Red Sox, of, where just like a yeah. team I got into their that championship run. I loved that. Frankly, that whole team was a team. Every guy on that team was a, who the fuck is yeah. this guy? They had who Jason Kidd learned to shoot. Jason Terry, Jason Terry was on the, the team. Jet. He had an incredible game in the playoffs. Peja Storyakovic had like a 20-point game against the Thunder yes. in the conference finals. It's like, hell yeah, dude. Uh, Old Peja Storyakovic. Of course, Sean Marion. Sean Marion was on Derek, Of course, Dirk Nowitzki playing out of his fucking mind. Legendary run. Deshaun Stevenson playing some really tough defense against LeBron James. Was, um, was Tyson Chandler on that oh, yeah. game? Yes, he, he, was, yeah. he was the anchor of that. Tyson Chandler played... Out of his mind. He made the Olympic team. The entire playoffs, if I remember. They correctly. played like two three zone against the the Heat. It's like they're they're win, they're gonna win. That was they're like, winning. That was like one of the first years when I had cable on my own as like an adult. That was like one of the first playoff runs I watched like all of. Like I yeah. I watched all of the Bulls that year. Oh, I really love Joaquin Noah. I will say... Uh, uh, that was when I liked Jimmy Butler. Jimmy. Yeah. I will say that Mark of a truly... Uh, he who must not be named. Yeah. The the Mark of a truly great... Judas. Uh, dynasty uh, slash little, like, franchise run is that the Miami Heat's two NBA Finals losses are, like, incredible. Yeah. Incredible collapse. Like, two, well, two... And two teams that are just, like, no one could beat them. The Mavericks yes. were playing in a way that it just seemed like no one would ever beat them. And the Spurs Dirt would not let it happen. That's that Spurs yeah. team was unstoppable. And the Spurs twenty fourteen team was like, oh, you can't touch this team. Boris Diaz looking people made look, they, make people they look they like made them. They made them look like little bitches. Yeah, they, they just schooled the fuck out of them. Manu they're Ginobili like, like okay, okay, you, you, you were able to squeak one out on us last year. We're not letting it happen this year. We're we're putting you down fast. 
Manu Ginobili gave Chris an enlarged heart. Forced him out of the league. His heart grew three sizes <laughs> that series. He gave him the Grinch. He dug his Grinch. He gooped on his Grinch. He gooped on his Grinch. Ended his career. He grouped on his Grinch and he went to see some bodies in space. Oh, look out. Don't get too close. I'm going to Grinch you. Uh, You're going to get Grinch. You're going to get the old Grinch. That's the best basketball I've ever watched. <laughs> the 2014 Spurs. Absolutely. Oh my god. They had, uh, they had, what a team. They had, they had super young, they had Kawhi, of course. And finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> uh, unconscious Danny Green. No, that was the year before. Oh, yeah. That was the one that lost. That was the one that lost. He broke the three-point record. He won the record in in that series in four games or something, and then uh, yeah, Ray Allen hit the game six shot. Yeah, so it was young Kawhi, old Tony Parker, old Ginobili. It was the last ride, the last of those game three. Boris Diaw. Uh, Tiago Splitter. Tiago Splitter. Matt Bonner. Yeah, Matt Bonner. Matt Bonner. Like this team, like maybe the best, the most fun team. Is Jerry Stackhouse on no. that team? No. Did they have Patty Mills? Yeah, they yes, did, Patty. They did have Patty Thrills. Patty Thrills. <laughs> they had Gary so Neal. This is a three point arena. Some of the best, uh, <laughs> some of the best podcast content ever was Lee Ellis talking about Patty they, Millions. There's a little. There's a mass in the house. Patty Patty Millions. Uh, they had Nando DiColo on the bench. Nando DiColo. I think they might have had Rudy Gay. Maybe. But that also might have been after that team. Yeah. I remember they had Tracy McGrady on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Fun as shit. Not a team you would look at and be like, in 2014, this team should win the NBA. Yeah, frankly, they should. I'm sick of hearing about fucking Jeremy Lin, all due respect. They should make like an HBO documentary about the 2014 Spurs. The most like bizarre group of personalities. Apparently, like Manu Ginobili and Tiago Splitter and Boris Diaw would just go drink wine at lunch and (laughs) Ginobili would journal about it. Like, he kept, like, a scrapbook. That's so sweet. Of, like, all their lunches, that lunch dates they went every on time, and stuff. Every time, every, yeah, every time he's, like, One of my alone. favorite basketball players of all time because of NBA Live 06. Nice. He is so good in that game. I love like him. him. He's Man, so he's awesome. His top ten plays of all time is such a fun watch. Because they're all just, like, goofy-ass, like, behind-the-back yeah, so plays. Or, a lot of fun. Or just dunking on somebody. Like, he dunks on Yao in one of the... I'm just like, whoa. Whoa, dude. Yeah, when he had long hair. Plus, you just got to love a guy that could have probably, that probably was just good enough to be a star player, number one on a team. It was, but it was like, like, why would I do was, that? It was the ultimate, if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're winning really yeah, well this here. team, we, we make the playoffs every year. We're yeah. competing every year. We're Dynasty. Yeah. They were cooking. They, were good. they were good for a long time. They were the likable dynasty. A talent mill. Yeah, I mean, Pot, what can you say? Maybe the best coach in, like, any sport that I – like, if you had to ask me the the best coach slash manager I've ever seen, yeah, it's got to be Pot. He's probably the one I'd pick. The greatest quote since Yogi Berra. A great interview. One of the best interviews of all time. Um, Tells it like it is. Muhammad Ali, Tyson Fury. I think Zach Granke is up there. He's, oh, he's a pretty funny dude. Yogi Berra. I, I have a this is not really uh, I'm sorry I have a bone to pick with Aaron Gleeman and John Bonus oh, they think MLB players with 
10% of a human personality are the funniest people ever. <laughs> they think Dylan Bundy is like the funniest guy on the planet. And I've like watched interviews with Dylan Bundy and he is boring as fuck. You know, like he is just dry sarcasm. Like him and him and Phil Miller are just going back and forth. It's like, you guys sound like the biggest losers <laughs> in the goddamn universe. Alright, that's all I had to say. <sighs> Yeah, not like us. We're pretty cool and handsome. We fuck a lot. We get a lot of pussy. I don't talk to the players. Of, we get a lot of dick. I don't care about... I don't need you to talk to the players. I just like I don't watching... Need to... They're better than me. I like watching the games. You being you being friends with the players doesn't make me want to listen to what you have to say. I have having, a job. Just having like good things to say about the game. I have a job that calls for a lot of audio content time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I look for audio content that matches my interests. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to them for 12 years. That's another addiction I have. I have an addiction to people's minds. <laughs> Although I think like that's the that's the nature of the beast with sports media. Yeah, you get you get. It's about personality. Mike and the sure. like people. It's like, just such a, it's such a yeah, well, plus, interesting you, way to put it. When, when you listen, an addiction to people's well, minds. When you listen to somebody for an hour and a half. Every week for twelve. To get years. in your head, sure. Uh, Just to defer to the coasties for a minute, like people listen to Mike and the Mad Dog because it drove them nuts. Yeah, the, people listen to Don Imus because they were like, "Fuck you, dude! <laughs> this guy's so annoying." Colin Cowherd. Oh yeah. Sure. Jason Whitlock. Whitlock. Yeah, boy. There's got to be a funnier name for him. <laughs> George Arward Martin. George Arward Martin. Uh, Jason Slitcock. Hey, a big fat idiot. What was the one I came up what with? Was that? Oh, instead of big fat idiot. This is big and big. Uh, what was the one I came up with the other? Oh, instead of Bat Taibi, uh, Fat Baibi. <laughs> God, he just looked at me. Have you ever heard of cute aggression? It's a behavior where something you're attracted to you just like it's 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 like cheek squeezing but it's like a compulsion some people have <laughs> you're just so cute yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that whole attitude but pathologized i have just regular aggression yeah against colin cowherd nice against J- against jason whitlock against mia goth <laughs> yeah, me, hearing her voice is oh, just boy. like, no, no. Stop. No. Make it stop. That woman on Twitter, Helen Andrews, the one that wrote the essay about W.E.B. Bois being a dumb black guy and recently went into the Manhattan subway station and just counted how many fair jumpers she saw and started ca- and started confronting them and posting about it. And she looks like a... Oh, I mean, she's just like a fucking... Yeah, terrible stuff. He missed both. Terrible oh, stuff. Terrible. Uh, terrible stuff, and she has some of the most egregious fetal alcohol syndrome I've ever seen in my life. Oh, no. Yeah, she is busted. Hideous inside and out. Oh, no. Hey, I derive... Can't all, can't all be blessed like us. I can't... I derive no pleasure from sharing this. I'm just telling it like it is. That's not the right word for it. I'm just calling balls and strikes, and I can't. I I gotta put it on wax. I gotta keep it a buck with you. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. I can't not say it. I'm like a dirty 
opinion pervert. That'd be a good name for the show, the opinion the pervert. The opinion pervert. That's actually really funny. We're creeping on your takes. Oh, we love digital. Oh, look at this. Hey, bitch, I listen li- to this opinion. I listen to Bill Simmons, and I get I go from six to midnight instantly. Yeah, I like to, but I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm a switch. I'm like a sadomasochist with my opinions. Like, yeah. Sometimes I love having a fl- opinions inflicted upon me, and sometimes. I love being like, hey, you want to hear something irritating? <laughs> yeah. That's what this is about, is this fulfills my math, both compulsions and my exhibitionism. That's right. This is therapy. Podcasting is therapy, this and is, you should pay me for it. This is trauma anonymous. Here. This is work. I'm doing the work. We're doing I'm work. A, we're doing emotional labor. Hey, Ray. What is it, Val? Thanks for being here. Hey, Larry. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thanks for being here. Of course. I think that we're going to call it a night as far as you guys are concerned. We'll talk to you next week or whatever. Uh, fuck the fans. Um, <laughs> yeah. For you. No. I could fuck yourself. I could really take it or leave it if you hear it next week. The, the Genesis company can suck my dick. <laughs> Not sponsored. Not sponsored by the Genesis company. Suck my dick. Someone by my side